0: Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're gonna deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelssohn. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I'm really pleased to have with me Jared Spiewak on the line. He is the founder and lead strategist of Comet Fuel, who helps exceptional service-based businesses make more money so that they can operate the businesses of their dreams. So he's going to talk a little bit about what an exceptional service-based business is, but also how... Those types of businesses can take their content and give it more power and get it to be seen more and more on the internet. So Jared, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so
1: as you as you mentioned, I'm the lead strategist and founder of Comet Fuel. We help service-based businesses, specifically exceptional service-based businesses, which for the sake of time, I'll define that very simply as if you're a business that you need to look at every single one of your competitors for every aspect of your business in order to know what to do. You're probably not going to be a good fit. We're looking for the types of businesses who are, uh, they're, they're setting the standard. They're looking at what's wrong with their industry, improving it. They're looking at what everyone else is doing wrong, even if it's against uh, best practices, and they're going after that instead. So we work with a very small client base of businesses who are exceptional in their marketplace.
0: Can you give us an example, maybe without naming names? But for example, if you're talking about a law firm, what would they do to be exceptional or, or a air conditioning repair company? How would they be considered exceptional in your view in order for you to start working with them? Sure. So let me give you a broad example
1: that wouldn't uh, necessarily disclose anyone in particular. But if you look at most websites out there, you Google something like Family Lawyer Near Me, Family Lawyer Boston, Chicago, whatever it may be. You look at every single one of those websites and a lot of them, look the same, the content reads the same, the offers the same, it's really hard to actually differentiate which business you actually want to work with. Now, to me, an exceptional in this example, a family lawyer, they're the type of person that goes, okay, you know, everyone is offering this, uh, this free consultation, and then this, other sort of offer where now we're gonna actually hire you to do our divorce. Well, what if instead we sit down and we have our team create a ton of informational content on how to actually do your divorce yourself? And what you'll find is that even though you told someone exactly step-by-step how to do it, instead of doing it themselves, they decide to hire you because they realize how much of a pain in the ass it is to do it themselves. So what they do is they they really hunker down, how can we, how can we have our people who are answering our phone really have them trained so that they're actually helping people. They're not feeling as though they're being sold to, they're really helping people solve their problems. Even if that solution is not working with us, you know, how can we create this lead magnet? How can we, how can we improve our, uh, uh our, our, profit margins by doing, you know, uh, providing better services, hiring higher quality people, even that means we have to pay them more. So you know, whatever it may be. So there's a lot of different a lot of different aspects, but like I said, very generally, it's how can we do it better than anybody else where there isn't, there's
0: not
1: an existing game plan on how to do that because they are the market leader.
0: Okay. So that's interesting. You know, I think we've all seen forms of this example, you know, in other places, like I know in South Florida, every once in a while we'll pass a billboard that says, you know, they'll differentiate themselves as like divorce lawyers just for dads. Mm -hmm. Right. Or they'll, or when you're researching like how to, like how to do a divorce, like you said, they put out this amazing amount of content and I can tell you from experience. What well, I'm not going to go into that experience right now. But I can tell you from experience that, yeah, you don't want to go into that situation without someone, you know, without someone holding your hand. So even though the content is out there, you know exactly what it is that needs to be done. I didn't realize up until the I think I, like the final two hours of when I finally got my day in court of what this guy's worth actually was, right? And that was and that was something. You know, like I'm a smart guy. I know how to read. I could have done this all on my own. Right. But at the end of the day, they were, you know, he was able to deliver, you know, basically just about everything that I was asking for out of that case. Right. So, you know, that's a really good example. Thank you so much for that. So I think one of the bigger problems and, the you know, talking about this in you know, in 2020 and beyond, you know, a lot of people are still stuck in this. Oh, yeah, I need to SEO my site. Right. I think that it's created a lot of confusion. Over the past couple of years, especially, you know, like any lawyer can't just go and, you know, say like, I want to be on the I want to rank number one in Google for, you know, for X, Y and Z terms. It's simply not that easy. I think that anyone that goes in and promises, oh, oh yeah, I'll get you on the search engines for, you know, within a couple of months, they're lying. Right. Because they don't, you know, they don't own the process. They don't certainly don't own, you know, Google, the software, which is what everyone's which is what everyone's going for right so what happens is that it leaves it up to marketers like you and I to first of all break through that noise right to actually educate our our clients on what ex- what we are going to be able to do for them and you know the extent that we're going to be able to help them be manage their expectations right that it's you know this is not something that's going to happen next week also educating them right you know like a family lawyer in Boston their cost per click is going to be you know, it's going to be in a $40, 50 range versus, you know, the same type of cause, co- the same type of lawyer somewhere in Wyoming. Maybe not, right? One of the things that you uh, uh, that your company does, and I think this is really interesting is that you work with organic SEO, right? Which is just, you know, getting websites ranked, you know, highly for specific niches, right? Let's talk about that because that's actually your one big tip is how to create the backlinks and backlinks are actually the fuel the foundation you know for what organic seo is let's talk about that how do you work with companies to power up their backlinks in order to in order to get more traffic to their site and enable them to rank higher on the search engines yeah of course
1: so anybody that's ever heard or went into the endeavor of seo has heard about backlinks you hear about it all the time i don't have all the time to get into the history of it but this is why google exists in the first place they were the first search engine to consider backlinks as a ranking factor and that's when the quality of search engines and the viability of search engines back in the early 2000s actually became viable and rather than just a source to spam the web it was because of google acknowledging backlinks and backlinks are simply when a website links to yours now Uh, these backlinks are very important. They, they're considered the number one ranking factor of Google historically. We don't have all the information to say that's still true today, but they, they're very important. You talk to anybody, you know that they're very important. They're also very hard to get there. There's, this is where most of the confusion around SEO comes from. There's very bad backlinks. There's good backlinks. They're strong. There's weak, but everybody needs them. Now the issue with backlinks over, over time has been they've become increasingly difficult to get because increasingly more and more people are seeking after them because there are so many more people investing in SEO. So these links are harder to get, which means that they've also gotten more expensive. The, it's harder to reach people nowadays for their websites. Uh, there's a higher barrier to enter where people are sometimes scared of linking out to other people because of all the things that uh, that other Google or other SEOs have made them afraid of. And because of that, you need to really maximize the benefit you're getting from every single link. Not only that is every time you get a new backlink, more links, more risk, right? It's the old saying more, more money, more problems, more links, more risk, because every link could end up being a bad link in the future. So the fewer links you have, the, the better you are if you can still rank with those few links. So with that being said, with that framework, hopefully we're all on the same page still. Let's talk about how to actually power those up and make a link that's let's say worth $100 worth $400, $500, however you want to attribute that, you know, let's 3, 5, 10 X our links. So you're getting your links however you're getting them right now. Let's take something that most people are familiar with, something like a guest post. You reach out to your website, a website, you're like, hey, I would love to provide you some content for your website in exchange for me writing this content for your website. I just link to myself on this content. Most people, not everyone agrees with it, but most people are familiar with what a guest post is. Okay, great. So you have uh, on your website, let's just take a family lawyer, you reach out to a legal blog that's all about uh, family law as well, or just a general legal blog, and you get a link from them. That's great. Now, the issue with this is that that page itself that you have a link from doesn't necessarily have any links to it itself. So it may be on a strong website, but that page is worth very little because no other pages on the website probably link to it. It's a brand new page and that page itself doesn't have any backlinks going to it. Again, what makes a backlink so powerful is the backlinks that that site has. So a really quick and easy way to power this up is you already have a relationship with however you got that link reach out to them after your link is placed and suggest a few pages on their website, which I'll get into how in a second, suggest a few pages on their website that they add internal links from page B and C on their website to page A being the page that you actually have a link to. What this does, it allows Google to see that they're linking from other pages that have value on Google, Google equity, whatever you want to call it, and they're powering up that page on their own website because that page on their website is stronger, that then powers up the link that you're getting from that. And it's very cheap and easy to do because you already have that relationship. They're not seeing as that as you trying to get backlinks. It's just, oh yeah, this is going to help their own website. That's the angle that I would take it. Hey, you can help the, you can improve the SEO of your own website if you internally link from that. So how would you find which pages to do this? Typically, I would recommend using a tool called Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com. Uh, Ideally, you can't always do this for every single one, but what you want to do is at the top toolbar, you put in their website address, wherever you have the link from, and you look at the best pages by links. Now, this is showing the pages on their website that have the most links. Look for the pages that have the most links that are most relevant to whatever your article topic was. So if your article topic was something around divorce, look for other pages on their website Related to family law, divorce, uh, custody, whatever it may be. And have, those should be the pages that you suggest because those are some of the strongest pages. Now, if you don't find anything viable there because you won't always, you know, not every page on the website necessarily has links, do what's called a site search on Google. Take their domain name put site colon in front of it. So it's site colon their website.com. And then before that, so preceding that just whatever your keyword is, so family law, divorce, whatever it may be. And what that does is says, Hey, Google, please show me all the pages on this website related to divorce, family law, and so on. So that's how you can find it. Now, with, with all that being said, before I get into
0: the next way to take this to the next level, does that all make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, first of all, for some of the sites that my agency manages, we get propositioned all the time, right? You know, where people, and usually, I don't know, you know, sometimes it's by people who have really good English, like you could mm-hmm. tell that they were from here. And other times you could just tell that it's like, okay, yeah, uh, you know, just by this email, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Right. But at the same time, right. You know, you're, you know, me as a, as a, as someone who manages a portal of mm-hmm. information, I need to be very careful about the type of blog posts that people are offering me, right? I mean, it's still a lot of work on my part, you know, to vet them, to ensure that it is quality content, ensure that it matches the idea of where the portal is going, you know, and, you know, there are a couple of filters that you can set up for this, but it's not, I mean, it's it's not a walk in the park, like it's still work. Somebody needs to manage this and somebody needs to actually think about, okay, how does this benefit me? How does this benefit them? You know, and also, you know, manage the whole process of actually getting it done. So I think the best way to think about it is, you know, you have your first engagement with them, which is to get that, uh, you know, to get that new blog Mm -hmm. post onto their site, onto that portal site. That's step A. Step B is, okay, now how can we do some internal backlinking on their site? You know, that's, you're basically asking them to do more work Mm -hmm. for you. (laughs) Right. So then it comes down to whether they're charging you to put up that blog post or whether they're charging you to make additional changes to their site. So, you know, there's a lot involved and you need to be, you know, this isn't just something that you send out a form letter or form email to saying, Hey, can you please do this? Like, you really got to make it clear that, you know, this not only this benefits me slightly, but it benefits you, the portal a lot more because it helps out with your internal rankings. Exactly.
1: And so if if we want to put cost uh, to this, because the reality of link building is website owners nowadays know that their websites are worth stuff. You reach out to people, about 70-80% of people are asking for money. You'd be surprised the high level of websites that we we would know as household names that frequently sell links, essentially. So basically, it is a pay-to-play game. And you should expect that if you're asking someone to do something for you, that they want something in return. Yes, you can do something like, hey, you know, their favorite game, their favorite team is the Red Sox. Here's some free tickets. You still bought them something worth worth money. So, oftentimes there is an exchange of value. Just how that value is exchanged. Now, you've exchanged some sort of value. You've given them free content. You've uh, you've paid them whatever. Maybe you've given them, you know, you've given them a backlink from a website that you have that would benefit them. There are many ways that you would go about this. Then you've asked them, hey, please power up your own site. It's a very easy ask. You already have. Uh, their information. They've already done something for you. And so if that link may have costed you, you know, one, two, dollars whether you're not buying links, and you're just doing pure outreach, or you're going through the link buying, what, however you do it. Well, if every link on average costs you, let's say $200, and maybe it will cost you 20, 30 bucks for those two extra internal links, making that link worth, you know, already two, three times the amount that it was worth beforehand. You can, I would say if you had the option of 10 links by themselves or three links each with one internal link going back to them, so full we'll of six, I would go for the three links with the one internal back backlink going to them. It'd be worth way more. Okay, great. So here's the situation that we're in kind of recapping everything. We have a link from our portal website, and we have convinced them to internally link to I generally go for one to two. you can do more if you want, but let's say two other pages on their website are now linking to that portal page that is linking to our website. So we have what's called a tier one link, something that links to us powered up by those internal links. Now, there's a strategy that SEOs have been using for a while, something called tier two links, which is when you build links to your links to power your existing links up. And this is another way that you can power those links up. So what this just means is you basically do outreach on on behalf of the website you have a link from. So in this case, if we have a link from a legal uh, website, just a legal article site, and this article itself talked about, let's say, uh, divorce, we might reach out to parenting websites and have them link out to that article about divorce. And what that does is you then power up that link that you have from the second tier website because they now link, they have all that power from Google. They're giving that some of that power to the tier one website or that oral site. And they're giving some of that power to you with that link. Most people have been doing that for years now. However, when you combine the internal linking strategy with a tier two linking strategy, what you then have is you have your, make the same acts, ask to the second tier website. Hey, can you internally link? To your pages. So, what has now happened is let's say you have three second tier websites linking to your site. Each of those have two internal links linking to that page. So, that's essentially nine tier two links to a certain extent, linking to your tier one link, which has two of its own internal links linking to you. So, if you look at anything online, you have one backlink, but that backlink has been powered up immeasurably because of all the extra kind of quote unquote juice that is going to it versus what a lot of people are still doing, which is just hey, we got a link on this on this other website. Google will occasionally find this page because it's not linked anywhere. It's clearly to Google, they go, hey, this is a pretty unimportant page because it's very hard to find that on the internet. This website really doesn't care about this page, so it's not that important. But instead, what we've done is we made this page look very important, but not only that, very popular because it has other pages on its own website linking to it, but also other websites linking to it. And those pages on the other websites are also seemingly important because they have other pages on their website linking to it. So I would say it's very hard to put this definitively, but you have just 5 to 10x the value of a single link. And we've created a lot less risk to our overall uh, SEO link profile because we only have
0: one backlink. Okay, that's really profound. But let me ask you this, though. Mm -hmm. How can you measure the uh the effectiveness of all of these actions right not only for yourself Mm -hmm. for your client's company right but also for them like like using ahrefs can you use uh can you use their tools to measure how much they were able to power up their links when you when you did the whole internal link structure. Can you then go to them after like a month, three months, whatever, and say, like, hey, because you did this, you were able to increase it by X, Y, and Z? Is that something you can measure on the outside?
1: To a certain extent, yes. To a larger extent, no. The reason being is that Google literally makes multiple changes to their algorithm every single day, reported by Google on average at least three changes per day, several large ones a year. There are so many known ranking factors but also so many unknown ranking factors we don't have access to all these websites so they're still producing content they're still getting links of their own so it's going to be very difficult on other people's websites to know exactly what they've done because you would have to have access to everything that they've done seo wise and then you'd have to determine okay great they've done a thousand things since the past four months ago when we got this link how strong was based on every single one of those things It's, it's just impossible to analyze that kind of data unless you're google now what you can do is what's called running tests However, you're never going to be able to realistically do this on your own website. You're going to have to do this on a test website because you're not going to want your website to sit there and do nothing for four months after you make one change to it. So what we do in order to kind of test this stuff is we have our own personal websites uh, that, that we use and we run. We also have test websites and we use some of these strategies on our own websites. We only do things to client websites that we're willing to do to ourselves. So we use some of these strategies and what we do is we do one change to that website and we do nothing else. So, a test that we ran, for example, was that we had a website. We sent uh, about three backlinks to it, and then we let it sit for about eight months. Just those three links, no other changes happened. We went from number 100 for a specific keyword up to number about seven or eight over the course of eight months. Over the course of two, three months, we were up to like number 28 or something like that. So, what we're able to see is because we knew we had the control variable of we know that we didn't do anything to that website. Yes, algorithm updates could have affected it, but that's how the best that we can really get with testing for. Uh, Google search because it's organic unlike let's say paid channels like Facebook or Google ads where you can test each individual variable. SEO just doesn't work that way. So it's, you have to run your own tests on your own websites multiple times over to get an idea of how well it works. But through our own testing, we can see that this is very effective. Not only that, but through the fundamentals of how Google is built and why Google is Google. We also know that that works.
0: You know, what's interesting is that uh, these techniques that you're talking about, you know, this is this is all white hat mm-hmm. SEO, right? This is all the legal stuff, the stuff that Google says it's okay to do. You're not doing anything shady, right? You're not doing you're not trying to cloak anything. You're, you're basically just trying to influence the search engine to go the way you want using the tools and the methods that Google has already sanctioned for you to move ahead. Right. Yeah. And so what I what I like to think about
1: SEO is not white, gray, black hat is more of just risk mitigation, because there's no such thing as, you know, white, gray, black hat. There are they're terms that we've made that we can have an intelligent conversation about and understand that. But the average client isn't going to be able to look at something and go, OK, that's white hat, black hat, gray hat, because there are so many ways to do the same thing in a different aspect. So I like to just think about it as pure risk mitigation. Because Google changes. What you do today may hurt you tomorrow. I mean, look at what happened to scholarships uh, 2018, 2017. Uh, As people that are doing scholarship link building, all of a sudden they started getting a bunch of penalties, even though that was considered a very white hat uh, link building tactic for a long time. Guest posts, Google has said that that's a black hat tactic, even though most people, including white hat companies, promote that all the time. So it's just a matter of risk mitigation to me. The fewer links you have, the less risk you have. So you focus on getting the highest possible quality links as possible, uh, and you know that that's going to work, you know, long term that's that's how i look at i don't because at the end of the day
0: it's just about risk mitigation to me that's really interesting thank you so much for sharing that jared can you please let everyone know how they can uh learn more about you at comet fuel and how uh, they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to learn more
1: yeah of course so you can uh, go to cometfuel.com i invite you to check out some of the content that we have produced and if you're looking at this plenty of educational content if you want to try to do some things yourself But if you want to take the conversation forward, you can reach out to me either through the contact forms on the website or just emailing me directly at jared at commentfuel.com.
0: Amazing stuff. Jared, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. This has been a very enlightening conversation, and I hope that the audience got a lot of value out of it as well. Uh, Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me.